I was a bouncing and a laughing as we rolled down an old dirt road. Daddy looking in his rear view, hoping that we'd just hang on. Well, I can't recall a time when I ever had so much fun. What's up, guys? Welcome to the latest episode of the Always Race Day podcast. Day is Monday, November 22nd. I'm Connor Ferguson here with Damon Helgeval. Damon, how are you doing tonight? Today, uh, I don't know. I don't, they're listening to this at some point. So. Yeah, pretty good, man. It's been a uh, it's been a long week, long weekend, and um, excited for Thanksgiving coming up. And but yeah, it's been been pretty good. Damon Damon is on his uh, last legs. He just got back from coaching a bowling tournament. I told the referees were giving him a lot of crap, so he used a lot <laughs> of his voice up yelling at them. Um, and then I just covered two basketball games today. I held him so, but I I, I can. I get to a point when I'm like tired enough that I just behave like a little kid on Christmas. And I just don't run out of energy. <laughs> David, how'd the, how'd the tournament go? Pretty good. It was a good weekend. Uh, girls bowled really well. We will, we finished or qualified third for bracket play and ended up with a semifinal finish. So very, very good weekend heading into heading into break. Awesome. Where's that set you up in the, in the seating and stuff? Do you know nationally uh, kind of where you guys were at? We were about 70th uh, based on the points, but that's because we haven't bowled a tournament in four weeks. Uh, so this will help us. I think it will help us get up into the upper upper portions of the 50s, which is kind of where we, we need to be anyway. So, And then how many make it at the end? Uh, top 64 go to sectionals. So as long as we're on the top 64, then we're okay. Beautiful. All right. Let's, uh, let's get into some news. Um, usually I like to start with the weekend recap. Um, I've listened to Murph and Andy, uh, for a number of years and you kind of learn that you, you go with the biggest story first. Yeah. Uh, and they're going to have a freaking 100 or $1 million, uh, to win late model race at Eldora on a Thursday night next year. What do you think of that one? It's back, man. And I'm That's... sorry, I'm not, I'm not trying to be condescending that it was on Thursday or anything like that. I think it's black, sweet. I, I, you could run a one million dollar race at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I I'm just glad that it's back. I think it's you know having that that Eldora Million back. It was one of uh, one of the cooler races back in the day that we didn't you know. We didn't necessarily see you or I necessarily get to get to experience or see. So uh, having it back, it's a you know, it's a life changing race. That's a that's a life changing race, regardless of how many races you've won, how many titles you've won, you know, how many times you've won big big money races. That's a uh, that's a life changing race. Yeah. So let's let's talk about they announced it through Flow Racing. Flow Racing was the one who published the release. Obviously, it's kind of been sitting in Eldora's Twitter bio for a while, so we kind of knew. Um, but there's a lot of things that go into putting a million dollars into one purse for one guy, uh, and still having like the third place guy gets hundred grand or fifty grand like that. Um, you're, you're still getting a crap ton of money um, to run this race, and really, the biggest purse we've seen in either side of the sport, sprint car or late model has been 200 grand and that wasn't even paid out because it ended up being 176 because Kyle Larson led 26 of the 50 laps of the Knoxville nationals last year. So you're, you're going to 
take that times five. And that's what the winner gets here. Yeah. It's, it, you know, it's million dollar to, to win, man. That's, that's going to be cool. Um, and it's, I, I can't imagine this would be a yearly deal. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it could be. You never so? know. Yeah, it could be, especially if they can get the promotion behind it the right way and get the money backing behind it the right way. I think it could be a yearly deal. Now, and some people might not like this. Guys at Flow, please don't hate me for this. This is an opinion I've had across racing, and you, you can absolutely disagree, and I will absolutely tell people to purchase Flow Racing to watch this badass race. I, I was telling people to purchase Flow Racing to watch Iowa State women's basketball today. I got bitched out by so much. <laughs> uh, this race, a million dollars, should be on TV. Mm-hmm. This yep. should be on a Fox Sports 1, a CBS Sports Network, at the very least. And you got Tony Stewart in your area. You got Tony Stewart right there. He owns the track. I mean, he, 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 he is the guy. Talk about we got SRX on CBS six nights in the summer. We can't run a live Eldora Million on CBS. Yeah, I don't. That's I what don't I want to see. That's how you. That's how you grow dirt racing. You get it on TV. These yeah, people don't want to pay one hundred fifty dollars a year for one subscription service. It's a tough thing to ask. You know, um, I'm lucky because Chris pays mine, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's it's hard for anyone to even get people with a job because they're already subscribed to a bunch of subscription places and it gets into it and you're subscribed to like 25 things that are all $5 a month. You're paying more than you're paying for flow racing, but you double your subscription a month if you're going to pay for flow racing. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is the, you know, you mentioned trying to grow it. Well, that that's an easy way to help keep, this race be a regular thing it helps keep it be um something that that continues year in and year out is is having the national exposure having that be on national television that's a an easy way to do it is is have something something of the sorts so um Put it on. Put it on national television. I'm with you right behind there on that. That that's something that's got to happen um, if they want to to grow it and really truly call it a a big big money race. That's what's going to have to happen uh, for for that. Is it's going to have to be on on national television. And I think what's going to end up happening is you're going to see it be one of those races where everybody and their dog shows up for anyway that is in the sport now how do you get it to people that are outside of the sport yes absolutely and uh, you talk about the people that are going to enter this race donnie shots will enter this race yep um logan cv was tweeting about it last night there are guys that david gravel wants to get a late model in racing Mm -hmm. kyle larson will race it Chase Elliott's race delay model. Nothing stopping him from going out there. You know, it. the entry list is going to be the most diverse and cool entry list we've seen on any sort of race like this. And now that, that's part of the dirt late model dream week, right? Mm-hmm. So that already gets like the 80 cars. I don't think you can cap this race. I don't think you can invite only this race and not do it for the rest of the week. 
I'm not sure what they're going to do with that. But yeah, yeah, I, I would, I would predict, and I don't think I'm going out on a limb saying this. Uh, as crazy as it sounds, 120 cars at minimum. I don't think that's out of the out of the realm either, though. I, right, I, they get they get I 80 think, for 126 to win. I think every everybody who has a late model that can compete at all in any of the states that they run in will show up for this race. I mean, there's there's people in Iowa that I think will show up with a late model just to say that they were a part of this event. And you never know what could happen in a race. Exactly. If you make it to the feature, that thing's 100 laps, man. A lot of people could tear up stuff. That That's just it. There's a lot of things that can happen, and there's – it's gonna be an all day event. That's the thing, right? Like, and that's gonna, gonna be the cool part. We gotta go. They're gonna they're have to start it in the morning. Clear your schedule that weekend. No recruiting meetings that weekend. All right, we'll see what we can do. Unless it's a five star. If it's a five star, then I'll let it. I'll let it slide. Right. Of course. Of course. <laughs> all right. Let's um, move on a little bit here. Uh, I want to just touch on Nitro Rally Cross, and then we'll get into midget racing. That is. What this episode is going to be about. Uh, we got Ryan Pins coming on. He's the youngest USAC major winner in his history at like 15 years. In um, kid's talented as hell, has a real good shot to be a really big name in the sport very soon, and he's already got uh, a big one under his belt that he got a pop for. But uh, Nitro Rallycross, I needed to ask you this, David. I watched a lot of it this weekend. It's a good mm-hmm. show. Travis Pastrana is in a good spot to win the title. Does that help or hurt Nitro Rally Cross um, in the grand scheme of things? That the guy who created the series, owns all the cars, owns the track, created the tracks, that guy wins. I, I don't see how it hurts it. Okay. He's no, the, that's fair. All right. I mean, um, he's the most I think it, famous I think it, figure it in the sport. feels but I know it's not from watching it, you know? Right. You know he's the most he's the most recognizable figure in the sport, right? Did you see his celebration video that I retweeted? Uh probably. Yeah. No. Okay. He well he pulled he pulled his uh his subi down uh down the way. There is like a uh, car lane or like two or three car lane road between the stands, the catch fence, and then the track on the other side. He drove it to the other side where the fans were at. Uh, and they have like podium stands that they, they like celebrate like it's an F1 show. But he got out of his car, uh, just starts cheering, goes and high fives like every fan in the front, takes a Red Bull, uh, sprays half those fans with the Red Bull. Um, there might be one or two there that don't like that. Uh, and then, yeah, they get on the podium things. They start spraying each other with the uh, champagne. Uh, and then he did a shoey. Oh, my goodness. Capped off with the, the uh, Daniel Ricardo shoey. What a uh, what a crazy celebration! He's dude. I, he got that guy's a legend, man. I, oh. I enjoy everything about him. I tweet him. I try to get him on the podcast. <laughs> he needs to. He needs to get show. back into. We need to see him back in NASCAR sometime. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, did you know that? I now I watched that documentary. If you if you guys so have ever read NASCAR, man, I, got, I watched it. You watched it? Yeah, I did. It, what? What do you think of it? So we watched a documentary from NASCAR Man about uh, Dan Walden 
on it led up to the race uh, that he ultimately died in. Um, but it, it gave you the entire background that you would ever need to know uh, about IndyCar leading up to it. And every detail that was mentioned uh, was imperative to the story or they made it, um, they made it uh, imperative to, to, mm-hmm. to be told because they, they told it from every which angle. And I was so wowed by it. It was like one of the most enjoyable documentaries I've ever seen. And it was a documentary of my favorite driver of all time dying. Yeah, it was a good. It was really good. I, I liked it. It, uh, you know, it showed the lows of of IndyCar uh, prior to that race. It showed probably, you know, the the most hype of a of a season that they've ever had, and then you know everything that led up to Vegas that year. And then obviously the 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 downside of what happened at Vegas that year. Even, but, yeah, even the footage of those accidents, like, I yeah, like, those cars were going too fast. Yeah, I was shocked. Um, I'd never seen a lot of those views. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's tough to swallow, but amazing, it's, amazingly done. Documentary. Was, why why did I bring up the documentary? What was I saying? Because Pastrana was supposed to race yes. in that race. Yes. So Travis Pastrana, when he broke his leg, he was going to step foot in an IndyCar in that race. And, you know, who knows what happens after that. Um, and that's, I'm not, that sounded I, bad. I don't intend for that to sound bad. So I apologize. But, yeah. but Casey Kane was supposed to be in that race. Mm-hmm. Um, there was somebody else that was a big name that was supposed to be in that race too that, didn't get the ride that they were looking for, so they weren't weren't in that race. But yeah, I didn't know the other one was. It was uh, oh, well, he was a sports car guy, right? But it wasn't Peter Hand or whatever. His name no, was. it was. I don't remember who it was. That's okay. You guys go watch the documentary and tweet me and Damon go watch. Yeah, it, really, it was. So it's on YouTube. Search NASCAR Man History uh, Dan Weldon, and you'll it'll pop right up. It's like an hour long um, and just really, really enjoyable. I loved it. It was um, good. Yeah. So we got, we got Nitro Rally Crash covered their championships in two weeks. So that'll be fun. And USAC Midgets will wrap up their championship uh, this week. Uh, they race Tuesday, Thursday, and whatever the day the 27th is. Hold on. Hold on. Saturday. Yeah. So their, their finale will be Saturday night. Um. This weekend, Justin Grant wins uh, the finale at the Hangtown 100. Powers won on Friday. Um, and our guest, Ryan Thames, won on a night. Did you uh, get a chance to watch any of this? I didn't get a chance to watch any of it. I watched the highlights that they put out throughout the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was pretty cool watching Wikipedia's tweets from last night's race after Larson wrecked, and then he was saying, you know, how he jumped from the back, then he'd come up towards the middle of the pack, got caught up in traffic. They had a caution, thought he was going to be able to get back up, and and really never never could. The other thing that was cool watching his tweets was the fact of the the points battle going on for that that weekend itself. Um, yeah, I didn't know if I liked that or not. I thought it was cool though. I thought it was cool because it, it added another element to the to the race and something else to watch watch for. So I thought that was was pretty cool. Um, and I and I'll, I'll never complain about giving major drivers more money. 
Say that again. I said I'll never complain about getting a mini. Yeah. Uh, they deserve yeah. that. that was, it, fun to watch. it was good. I, I had, you know, just even the highlights that I saw, I couldn't couldn't complain too much about it. And, you know, it's one of the most exciting forms of of dirt racing is is midges because those things those things hum around the track, man. They're fun to watch. They absolutely do. All right. Um, I think we bring in and we're gonna talk about the Chili Bowl thing. Uh, the Chili Bowl came out, they actually showed the news at like Friday at like ten thirty at night, central time. Uh, that they were trimming the uh taking the age limit off of uh entries for the chili bowl. But if you're under 16, then a panel has to approve you. And this news comes after uh, Corey Day became the youngest winner in the history in June. Uh, and then Ryan um, took that over uh, last Thursday at 15 years and two months and 24 days. Probably 26. I'm just going to get the numbers. Wrong. <laughs> I got them wrong. I got them wrong that night, too, because I looked at the third turn. I assume that was his actual birthday. I think he Hey, if you guess, you have a good shot. Right, right. A one in three hundred sixty-five chance of making it. So you miss one hundred percent of the shots you don't take. There we Michael go, Scott Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> All right, we are going to bring in Ryan Thames right after the break. All right, guys. So we're joined now uh, by Ryan Thames. He is a fifteen-year-old uh, first-time USAC midget winner. Uh, as of this Thursday night, um, Ryan, dude, you're the youngest USAC winner in series history. How does that feel? Yeah, um, it's pretty just surreal. Um, it was really, it's hard to believe, really. Um, it was really just, I mean, I started second in the feature. We got lucky with the point number thing. It was a different format, and um, it was all, it went green to checks, and Chad, he had cars rolling and um it just drove really nice and um i had there towards the end i had ken and macintosh he was right behind me but um in lap traffic there's a lap car on the bottom he couldn't get by so um it it all just kind of worked out perfect how uh how sure were you that you were going to see his nose show up on your inside yeah i got up over the cushion pretty bad in one and two one time and i lost a lot of speed there and um I was expecting a slider, and um, nothing ever happened. But I, I figured that someone was right behind me. Did you think that that you would be a winner this at, at that kind of level this young in your career? Uh, at the start of the year, no. I, I was hoping to win like five or ten races, maybe midget and sprint car, and then. Uh, we started winning a bunch of sprint car races, ASTS sprint car races, and then um, we won Trophy Cup. That was Trophy Cup Maine. That was a pretty big deal. And then um, I've I've came pretty close to winning a USAC race. I won one Power Image race, and um, so I, I mean I figured I could get it done. And um, I uh, I knew I had time with uh, Corey Day. He was the youngest USAC winner before me, and um, I uh, I still had like a month or two to go or something like that. So. I think you got him beat by like four months. Oh yeah, I, I'm not sure how much it was, but yeah, I think, I knew I had time. So uh, obviously, the day after, uh, actually, while you guys were running, 
um, at Placerville on night two. Uh, the Chili Bowl came out and said you don't have to be 16 years old to drive in the Chili Bowl anymore, um, presumably because of you and Corey Day. Uh, when, yeah, when, did you, when did you find out about that and how psyched are you that now that is an opportunity for you? Yeah, I was getting in a car for hot laps, and my dad came up to me and told me, and um, it was kind of, like, really unexpected. Um, it's pretty cool because, yeah, I feel like me, Corey, Brett Cruz, uh, Bochelle, like, all of us, we kind of made that happen. So um, that was that was a pretty big deal, and um, I'm really excited to be able to run it. <laughs> you got connected with Chad Boat. He's a – successful dude and what what he does puts together a lot of great cars i guess how did you get connected with him and, and what kind of uh what kind of you know things can you can you take from someone like that yeah um chad he's been he's raced everything and has been to every track and um he's taught me a lot we uh the way we kind of got connected was um we, uh, a bunch of micro shows. I, um, I raced micros before this and, um, we met him at, we, I met him at Ford a couple of times before that him and Bell were running their micro deal. I'm not sure what that was, how that worked, but, um, they were on there and, uh, we talked every once in a while and, um, it just kind of got brought up and, um, so we did it. That's cool. Yeah. So you're, you're still in school right now, right? You're in high school. What's up? You're still in school right now, right? Yeah, I do it online. Oh, you do all of it online, so you don't have to miss any days. Yeah. Do you like right, do you yeah. like doing I, that? Does that let you focus on on racing completely, or do you wish you kind of had you know some normal school days sometimes? Uh, yeah, it was fun like with friends to hang out at school, but um, it's it makes my life way easier not having to worry about school that much, and uh, I can just do it whenever on the road. So that's way nicer which I did public school before that. This is like my second or third year of doing online school. So when you, when you uh, like made the transition to that, that had to be a little scary, but at the same time, you, you've known for a while now that racing is like your dream job uh, for one and two, obviously, very obviously now you're super good at it. Yeah. Um, I, it's just kind of, it all happened so fast three or four years ago, I was running junior sprints and then now I'm in a 410 sprint car. So just being able to process it all is crazy. And, um, I think I can make right dirt racing, make a living out of dirt racing. And, um, that's just what I'm going to try to do. Where's, uh, where's your dream spot to end up? What series? Um, I like to stick dirt, but I mean, if an asphalt free deal comes up, I'm not going to pass it up. For sure. You, you, that was way too open-ended of an answer, Damon. We got to get him to guarantee a championship somewhere. Yeah, uh, I'm, I really don't know yet. <laughs> We're still all trying to figure it out. Well, you, you mentioned, you know, it wasn't too long ago that you were running, running like a lot of the micros and really mm -hmm. kind of just getting your foot in the door. So what, I guess – how did you get or what led to the to the the big jump and and why so fast um just i would get in a micro and then we uh i went from like junior sprints and restrictors uh just straight to non -air. i ran like non-wing micros they cost micros for like a year and i was just getting laps i wasn't really doing that good and then 
the next year something just clicked and then um i started doing really good and winning a lot of races and then um we bought a used 360 uh used 360 car and motor uh just to go make some laps in and um i ran a few races in it and did pretty good i made like a podium and top fives and stuff and um felt like we could do it so we um it was kind of just like a spur of the moment thing and um just bought uh two nice sprint cars like the best of the best everything and um it's worked out pretty good so far pretty crazy to just jump basically right in feet first and say here you go have at it yeah it was uh kind of just a all or nothing moment yeah that's awesome. Uh, I know. I know it's super early right now uh, in the process of everything. But what are your uh, plans for the twenty twenty two season? Um, I won't be sixteen till um, August twenty sixth is my birthday, so um, I won't be sixteen till then. And uh, they even write that down. Gotcha. And, we got that. We got that wrong last week. Okay. <laughs> well, I got. And, pe- I get people that comment on stuff anytime we get any stat wrong ever. You get like three guys below that are like, "Oh, so and so said this, so and so said this," and I was just trying to avoid yeah. that stuff. Yeah. So um, we'll just run whatever we can before that, and then um, halfway through the year, I'll start running like World Outlaw and All Star races, and um, just wherever the money's at that weekend. I'm not going to go to a certain series that year just for points. So Here's you're, you're planning. You're planning on running World of Outlaws next year. Uh, yeah, like a, race, a race or two. I'm not. I'm not saying the whole year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Halfway through the year, I'll run some more outlaw races. Also, that's nuts. Are you gonna target? You know, um, a lot of guys tra- target tracks they're good at. Obviously, you haven't raced on a crap ton of the same tracks. I don't. I, to my knowledge, at least. Um, are yeah, you gonna yeah. run at like a track like Knoxville to get experience at Knoxville, or are you gonna run shorter courses or stuff like that? Um, just. Wherever that race, the biggest race that weekend is, um, I think Knoxville actually has an age rule. Their track has an age rule of 16. I'm not sure, though, but uh, I'll just run wherever we can that weekend and um, just get better that way. You know, awesome. I should have known about that because I'm there. I'm there every week. So, so what, what's cool about that, though, is, you know, it's not uncommon to hear of people of, of kids driving before they're, you know, racing before they, they get their driver's license. But the fact that you're competing with some of the best in the business and competing on, on such a higher level and you can't even drive on the highway with the guys. Yeah, I know. That's uh, a comparison that I hear a lot is you can't even drive a real car, but um, yeah, it's, it's just crazy when you're lined up and you're next to Kyle Larson and Rico Avery and all these big names, and uh, you're running up there with them. Now, well, who's, your, who's your favorite growing up? Who's your favorite driver? Um, I grew up, I grew up uh, just going to the Chili Bowl. was the main dirt race I went to, and so it was always – I didn't I wasn't there for the Swindells and Larson deal. I was – so it was just Seabell and Larson for me. I like them both. I was a big um, Christopher Bell fan, and uh, I still am. I like Larson a lot too, though. What do you What do you think of their feud over the summer? Uh, you got any dirt on I, that? What did What did Christopher tell you about Kyle? Nothing. We don't We don't talk like that. Uh, but I don't really. Um, 
that much attention to it. I don't really know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, there, no, there, there's it, it was somewhat overblown, but there's a week or two where they weren't talking to each other, and there's oh, some members yeah, like, on, yeah, yeah, I yeah I'm that, sorry, yeah. I didn't, yeah, yeah, who knows what the real story is. <laughs> no, that, that's three headlines. Which, yeah, we're trying What's to up? get more headlines. We're trying to get more headlines out of you. The World of Outlaws one was really good. If yeah. you could pick one driver that you hate the most, who would it be? Oh, my God. Uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, don't, 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 no, 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 don't answer. Don't, don't answer. answer. We'll, we'll find one and we'll get you on the podcast and then you can trash him the weekend after. Don't, you know, don't answer that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But, you know, you mentioned lining up against Rico, lining up against Larson. Okay. The the guy is coming off of the highest form of motorsports championship that you can you can get in America, and he's lining up against you in a, a dirt race. That's got to be that's got to be pretty darn cool for you, man. Yeah, it's kind of intimidating. Uh, <laughs> it is really cool just to think about what all he's done in the past year and um, being able to race against him is just really cool. Was there ever, and I'm, you're definitely over it by now, but was there ever an intimidation factor there of, you know, the names of the guys that you're racing against? Like, I, I'm about to race against Kyle Larson for the first time, stuff like that. Yeah, my first 410 race is uh, Arizona Speedway. Like, um, the race that's coming up, it was just last year. And um, I was lined up with Larson, Lance DeWeese, and uh, someone else big. I can't remember who. And, yeah, it was just, like, I was more focused on the fact of who I'm racing than actually racing. But um, <laughs> it's all gone now, and I don't really worry about it. But How, it how did you like get over that? Was it was it just the experience of racing against them? Like, okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm do this. Just the better I got, uh, I just realized I could keep up with them, and it's just another car. So someone, you know, someone at, at your – your age and, and your experience level, do you have to go out and, and get most of your own sponsors and, and how easy or difficult is it? Uh, there's a few, like, um, I wear contacts and, um, there's a glasses place, like I wear place right next to me. And, um, I went and got that one and, uh, we just get free stuff like that. But like my dad, he owns a trucking company and, um, cigarette engine oil. They use that engine oil for the trucks. And um, so a lot of it just has to do with um, they give the company free stuff. They get their name on the car. That's cool. That's, yeah. that's It makes makes your, your life a little bit easier too, man. Yeah, <laughs> which like um, Aloe Wings, Slide Coatings, and uh, Smith Titanium, they all help us out. And uh, that was just we were having a really good year, and so they just ended up us out. Hey, when when you're tearing it up, it's it's hard to uh, to turn away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds Ryan. If there was uh, if there was one kind of car or series, it's just an experimental question. Let's see how drivers kind of answer this stuff. But like a uh, a Nitro Rally Cross Monster Jam, you know, a non-conventional type of car to get into. What would be your pick? Um, like. No, no dirt cars, dirt car stuff. Yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing like regular racing or NASCAR. I like monster trucks. Monster trucks. Yeah, cool. that's, that's good. Great. That's good. We're a big monster truck podcast. Yeah. 
That'd be cool. See, I, I'm a big drag racing fan, so I I like drag cars. There you go. That's you're good. actually you're following up uh, the episode. We had technical difficulties. Damon hasn't even heard this yet of posting it. So both co- both are coming out tomorrow. But Ron Caps was on our last episode. Yeah, you're you're in good company there at the very least. Yeah. So uh, three races left um, in the midget season for USAC at least, and then you guys turn right around. There's a, another midget race on December 18th, and then I assume you're probably going to go to the Chili Bowl, right? Yeah, I'll run the chili bowl. Oh, uh, who are you going to run with? Uh, Chad Boat. Chad Boat, okay. And, and sorry uh, to cut you off, what were you saying? You're good. Uh, I'm going to run the shootout also on my own stuff, my own micros. Okay. What's what's that event like? So I like I watched the Chili Bowl for the first time last year. I'm, I'm basically a rookie doing any of this stuff over here. Uh, I've covered NASCAR and IndyCar and stuff like that for a while, but um, not – well, being paid for it or actually putting as much work in as I wanted to. Uh, but what is the Tulsa shootout goes a week before the Chili Bowl, and there's a ton of different types of car classes. There's like 1,200 drivers already signed up. Uh, how cool yeah. is it just to see all those people in one place at one time? Yeah, uh, the shootout and Chili Bowl, it's basically the same people. Uh, it's, it's cool. You get to see people you only get to see once a year, and um, it's uh, – Chili Bowl is just like a big party, really. You just it's it's fun to hang out with everyone that you don't normally see. And the but the shootout is um I've never ran the Chili Bowl, so I can't say. But um I just feel like the shootout's more stressful. You run every single night. Unlike the Chili Bowl, it's like prelim nights. And um, but yeah, you do like one or two races every day, and you're just in there from eight a.m. to nine p.m. And it's just it's definitely tiring, but uh, it's like to win a film driller in a micro is like what everyone dreams of in the micro. So it's pretty cool. You mentioned you get to to do it with your dad. This, you know, you're talking about putting your own equipment out there and working working with your dad. What what kind of special relationship do you two have, and and how cool is it going to be to to work with him in in that kind of capacity? Yeah, um, he's always been with me from the very start. He's uh he's owned all my micro stuff, and um, we have a we have a good relationship. Uh, he tells me what he raced modifieds and late models and uh, big body cars and. Uh, so he doesn't really fully understand uh, everything, but he's um, he's he's learned a lot, and he um, he can tell me what to do on certain things, and uh, he's uh, he's really good to me, and um, I'm really thankful that he lets me do what I do. Ryan, I, I grew up working for my dad as well. Does that ever get? Do you guys ever get in fights? Yeah, I think <laughs> everyone gets in fights with their dads. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. so we uh, on the first part of this episode, we talked about the Eldora, Eldora Million. Uh, I wanted to ask you, um, secondly, what do you think about that? But firstly, what's the biggest check you've ever gotten from racing? Um, the biggest check, I think, is uh, – I won – I think the biggest – the biggest race or the biggest actual check? Well, do both. 
Well, the biggest race I'd say is Trophy Cup, the Trophy Cup main, but we didn't even get a check for that. But like uh, the, most, the biggest paying race I've won, I think, was the 10,000 OM sprint car race at Lake Ozark. Yes, yes. I think Trophy Cup won. Trophy Cup might have paid 12,000, actually. I'm not really sure. Yeah. That's one of those. How, uh, how cool was it when you actually got that? I know that money usually just goes back into the race car anyways, but the first, I guess the first time you held like a big checkup. Yeah. Um, this, the check we got for the USAC race, that was, uh, I love looking at that. It's just, it looks really professional and it's just like, you see them and you see all these big names holding checks just like it. So it's really cool to have one now. And that trophy, they, they, welded up together that that one's sick and um it's just cool to have all that that stuff your was your trophy smaller than the other two guys next to you yeah it was it i was, was confused smaller, about that <laughs> yeah it was like third place was the biggest second was the second biggest and the most smallest but uh i think there's plastic i'm not sure though it's probably easier they're going for easier to transport yeah Kyle Larson won too many races last year, and he complained about having not enough space for trophies in the car or in the holler. And now all the trophies are going to be smaller if you win. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could complain about that. <laughs> I think you got to you got to be pretty close next season. We'll see how yeah, you do. I, I I would predict a lot of wins. You've had sixteen this year across different classes. I think mm-hmm. if the full racing guy was right, if not, I, I think we have uh, seventeen or eighteen. There you go. All right, see, not my fault. That's that guy. <laughs> no, that's that's still pretty cool, though. You know, to to win that much and and be as successful in multiple disciplines too, because you know it's not like you're in the same car all the time. All right. Yeah. We're getting down the last few questions here. What uh, what in twenty twenty two would make a successful season for you if you could? Put a goal um, in mind or a number of wins or a win in this series, you know, what would what would make it a, a great season for you? We got close to 20. We I guess we could still do 20, but um Yeah, you got three races this wins. week. Uh, what's that? Yeah, I have Merced, two nights, Frank Car Midget, and then uh, Ventura Midget only. That's it the rest of the year. And then Chili won't shoot out. Well, I had you. I had you picked in dirt draft on Thursday, and then on Friday they bumped you up to like twenty one thousand five hundred. I thought that was unfair. Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> That's awesome. So I, I guess my my last question is kind of like your your big ultimate dream goal in in dirt racing. But you know, there's all these different big money races that you can go and win nationals you know chili bowl you can go you have to and, say the eldora million yeah i mean I still want to get any, used to saying that i can't even say it yet the eldora million you, you've <laughs> got all these big these big money races these big nationally known races across the country is there one in particular that that you've dreamt of since starting uh it's always chili bowl but um i've grown to really want to win the knoxville nationals is my main my main uh Sure. That's awesome. And I damn it, I should have been on this a long time ago. So I'm going to my first Chili Bowl this year. I'll be covering it for Always Race Day. We'll be down there every night. Uh, Damon has – Damon's a big bowling coach, like nationally the best bowling team in the nation. I don't know about that. 
they're ranked like 65th, but it's pretty much safe to say they're the best. Um, what, what advice do you have for me being a first timer at the Chili Bowl uh, working it? Or as, uh, or as a fan e- either, either way. Yeah, I've always been when I was a fan, but um, just I don't really know. I'm, I'm a kid, so I just uh, I like to go around and talk to all the guys and meet all the drivers and stuff like that. But um, it's just like I just hang out with all my friends, and it's just a fun time. Awesome. Damon, you good? Yeah, man. That, that wrap is... up here. Ryan, thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, thanks for I'll come up and uh, meet you and introduce myself at the Chili Bowl. So can't wait for that. All right. Yeah. Go out and get three more wins this week. Okay, Solid yeah. 21. Yeah, I'll try. Awesome. All right. Thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. See you guys.